Is reading a top priority in your homeschool this year? Well, look no further. Reading Eggs is an award-winning online program that allows you to assess your child's current ability, track your child's progress instantly, and keep your child motivated with achievements. Not only that, but you have access to hundreds of printables to reinforce and allow your child to practice their newfound skills offline as well as bonus resources. You can be sure the interactive lessons based on scientific research will motivate your children to learn. Visit readingaches.com forward slash media angels to learn more about a free 30-day trial that provides access to up to four children to all five learning programs. That's readingaches.com forward slash media angels. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. You've made the commitment. You've caught the vision. You want your family to serve God. But sometimes it's hard to put feet on that vision. Hey, how? Do visions have feet? Shh. How do you get from principle to practice? What do you need to know about the issues affecting your family? How do you apply God's Word in the 21st century? Let's talk about it. This is Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. Welcome to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie I. Tonight, Hal, we're going to be talking about special needs homeschooling. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking about struggling learners, and we have some special guests to come on later in the program. But um, really, we wanted to talk about this a little bit, mainly, I think, to encourage people not to, not to give up if they find out that they have a child who is not uh, catching on to things quite the way they expected. Well, I remember when we first dealt with this, you know, our first three were early birds. They learned things. They did things ahead of schedule. Oh, that was so funny because, see, we we were thinking about homeschooling for years before we had children. And we had read Raymond and Dorothy Moore and all their warnings about children, the boys being late bloomers and when starting, you know, that not, not picking up on things until they're eight or nine years old and and then ours started reading when they were four. We thought, oh, wow. And then our fourth came along. And he was severely dyslexic, but I didn't know that. At first, I thought it was, I thought it was him. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought he was old soldiering because he said his stomach hurt when he, when he would try to read. And I thought he was just lazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that you know, feeling nauseous when you're trying to read is a big symptom of dyslexia. No, and, and that was, I remember that was a real struggle because we had... We were blessed with precocious readers. It wasn't that the that the Moore's advice was bad, but simply we had uh, children exceptional in one direction, and we thought, well, that must be the way it is. And then the Lord gave us one exceptional in the other direction, and I just had a huge crisis because at first I thought it was him. Then I thought it was the curriculum, and after about the third or fourth curriculum, I thought it must be me. And I just felt like such a failure, and I really struggled with it. I cried buckets. And it was really just as we began to get answers several years later and realized, you know, it's not really him or his attitude or me or the curriculum. It's that he's got a learning challenge, and he's just as smart as his brothers. But he's going to have to learn in a different way and on a different timetable. Well, I saw a cartoon about this one time that had a, uh, a man behind a desk. He's obviously the judge of some contest. And he says, we're going to award a prize for the animal that can climb that tree the fastest. 
and he's looking at a group of animals that include uh, a chimpanzee who's looking very smug and uh, you know a dog and a goldfish in a bowl and the point they were trying to make was you know we're all created differently and we have different purposes in life and the fact that we may not it may not come as naturally for us to do one thing says nothing about all of the other qualities we have I mean that goldfish is never going to climb that tree but man what an excellent fish he was that's right and and he was meant to be a fish and God made him a fish you know I remember our son saying you know why does it have to take so long why am I learning to read so late because he didn't really learn to read well till he was about 11 but you know what's neat is to see how God used that in his life since because because he learned to read so late he really was able to to bring an older person's mind to it and to see what was happening and to analyze it and to analyze what he was going through and you know he came to me I guess about a couple of years ago and he said you know I think you and I ought to write a, an, an article about this I said what do you mean he said nobody is I, I hear what's going on at the conferences because we travel with him and he said nobody's talking about how hard it is for the student socially and emotionally and what they go through I think parents need to understand that so it is not just an academic thing that there's a social issue that they have to deal with as well yeah and I, th I said brilliant let's do it so we wrote an article together and then he said you know I think we need to do a session at conferences about this mm -hmm. and so he and I put together a session called surviving struggling to read and I said now look for many years you didn't, you didn't want anybody to know about this You've got to be willing to talk in front of whoever God brings. And you can't tell me, if we've got a contract, you can't tell me the morning of a conference you don't feel like talking about it. You're not going to have a choice at that point. I said, are you, ready? are you willing to do that? He took a big gulp. He said, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. People need to hear it. Yes, and you started doing it at a small event in Raleigh, North Carolina, and got an, an unexpected response. Yeah, it was amazing because when we got done talking, they lined up in front of him to talk to him. And it meant so much to him because he saw the Lord taking his pain and turning it to ministry. Right. And that's that's so often the case. And, you know, I know the difficulties that we have been through as a family have been a real encouragement and a, uh, a challenge to other families to, to persevere and to trust God through their difficulties. And likewise, Samuel has been seeing that with uh, with with his ministry now to students who are struggling in the academic side. I really wish I had known back then when he and I were both crying day after day. I wish I had known then what beautiful things God was going to bring out of it. Because, you know, not only has it been ministry for him, but the determination he learned in working years at something he was seeing no progress at has impacted him now as as a teenager it's amazing because he just has completely taken charge of his own schoolwork. You know, he's coming to me and saying, Mom, I need you to sit down and do algebra with me because I need to get this done. I don't want to get behind. He is the most self-motivated child yeah. I have ever seen in my life. He's very determined and very persistent. And, and that's a good thing because he's devoted it to very worthwhile causes. Not all academic by any means, but uh, yeah, all of those things. You know, we often do see that, don't we, that our the weaknesses that we have, the challenges that we overcome are things that God 
displays a certain unusual strength in later or brings about different fruits. And so, um, so you know, we do want, if you have a, a child who is a struggling learner, you know, not to be, uh, not to be cast down or despairing about it. Yes, it's something to be concerned about. This is important stuff, but, you know, not to feel like you're a failure before you even start or that there's some terrible defect, but rather this is simply a challenge that God's placed in your path, which by his grace you can overcome. That's right, and God will use it for for your good and for his glory. You know, it's it's exciting to me to see what the Lord has done through Samuel's life, and I just, I want people to know that this is doable, that this is something you can manage as a homeschooler, this is something that you can get through, and this is really the best way to do it. Because, you know, my brother was severely dyslexic, and what he went through in the schools affected his confidence for many years. It was, it was a very bad experience. It was a very terrible experience. You know, they he endured mockery and cruelty. And, you know, I think about how his experience, it was hard for our son who went through it. It was difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to him it was a huge thing. But he didn't go through half what my brother did. Right. And that's part of what drove your determination to work through it rather than, you know, giving giving your son over to uh, professionals, uh, quote unquote, to, uh, you know, who might possibly put him through the same kind of ringer that your brother had gone through. Yeah, that was exactly my motivation. I thought, whatever it takes, we're going to stick through this because I don't want him hurt like my brother was. You know, I think about one teacher that was just so ugly to my brother that it took me years to forgive her. Every time I drove by her house in my hometown, I'd get all angry again. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had to really work to forgive her for what she had done to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Samuel doesn't have any of that. Well, I tell you what, I think we probably ought to break off and go to our recorded interview with the struggling learners team from the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. But before we do, we do want to mention um, we have that particular session that you and Samuel do uh, available for download from our website. Yes, it's called Surviving Struggling to Read. And if you go to RaisingRealMen.com slash CDs, CDS, and click on Homeschooling, then just scroll down. You'll see it there. You can download it right on our site. I think it'll be a real blessing to you because I really, in fact, how until we started working through this work shop together, I didn't even realize some of the things that were had been going through his head at that time. And I just think it might open your eyes to ways that you can support and bless your child when they're going through this. Now, the ladies at HSLDA are great. They've got tons of ideas and resources. We were able to spend a few minutes with them at HSLDA's National Leadership Conference a few months ago, and we recorded this interview for, with them for you. I hope it will be an encouragement to you. Let's go to them now. Hello, welcome to Making Biblical Family Life Practical. I'm Hal Young. And I'm Melanie Young. And we are at the National Homeschool Leadership Conference, sponsored by Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And we have three guests with us now. Yes, we have three sweet ladies from HSLDA's Struggling Learners Department. And they are the special needs consultants, Krissa Wynn, Faith Behrens, and Joyce Blankenship. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. You know... When I hear, we speak all over the country and talk to homeschoolers, and it seems like when someone has a, a child with special needs, there's a, a really deeper concern about, can I really handle homeschooling this child? What do you tell these people? 
Do you have some encouragement for them? Go for it, Faith. Absolutely. We just like to encourage parents that they are the expert when it comes to their child, and they can certainly do a fantastic job homeschooling children with special needs. And also, we just like to encourage them that we can come alongside and help them with practical resources from our department. And we just really encourage them to just stay the course that they can do it. Good. Well, now, I, I understand that you've all had special needs learners in your own home, correct? Uh, I yeah. have. I and have not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, but the point being, there's, there's good practical experience under, underlying this, not just good advice, right? Right. You've seen yes. the success. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. And I know we yeah. have too, Hal. Yeah, yeah, that's we, true. we have a son who's struggled with severe dyslexia. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he is, I just think about how he would have been, um, how he would have struggled if he'd been labeled and put in a special classroom. And, and instead, we were able to meet his needs right where he was at. Right. Able to keep him up to speed in, the, in some subjects, even if he was struggling in others. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that for a minute, Joyce? Yes, I feel that I have a daughter that's 22 now, and um, she's now starting uh, Liberty University, so that's exciting. Wow! But um, we did we went through some struggling times, and I think one thing is that they really they really do um, not believe that they can do it, or they they believe that they're it's it's they're not as smart as others, and so it's really neat in homeschooling the homeschooling parent to be able to say, no, we, you can do it, and, and this, this is, here's the plan, and to be that encourager and to be that cheerleader for them, and, and uh, I've just seen um, just good results from that, you know, homeschool. I think it helps them maintain their confidence, you know, my brother had dyslexia, and he was in the schools, and it just it destroyed his confidence mm -hmm. level. It's very hard for him to build that up, and yet he's been a very successful man. He's an entrepreneur in Shanghai, China now. Mm -hmm. And you know, I wish he had known that when he was in the seventh grade right. that he was going to be a successful man. Mm -hmm. and I think we can kind of protect our children that way. So there's there's not just a matter of how can I effectively teach, a, say, a dyslexic child how to read or how to, to get over that hurdle, but there's also a lot of emotional support, a lot of, a lot of spiritual support that goes into what you're doing. Absolutely. I know um, that's my joy as a special needs consultant with HSLDA is to be able to talk to moms. And sometimes they just want to talk. They just need someone to listen to them because they feel very alone sometimes in this journey. And, um, you know, as I'm listening to them and, and I, I can sense that God has a verse for me to share or even better than that sometimes um, uh, one of my co-workers will say have you read this article lately and I'll read it and the next day talk to a mom who's looking for that information and when I share with them that you know what I just read an article last night that will speak to this situation try going to this or try this it means so much to them that God had them in mind when that came you know it's like a divine appointment that I can yes. share with them and encourage them along the way that God's aware and I do share that um, with families too that um, of course we love our parents our children as parents we right. love them yeah. more than anyone but God loves them even more right. than we do you know right. so and he yes. chose to put those children in our family exactly mm -hmm. and so he's going to give us the grace that we need to homeschool them
to take care of them. Well, what kind of resources does the Struggling Learner Department have? What, what kind of things can you help people with? Well, one of the biggest things we offer is just prayer support, and that's such a joy to be able to pray with our members and encourage them. Mm -hmm. um, we Practically speaking, we've got mm -hmm. on our website um, different needs that families might be facing, so we, can, um, we have a list of um, websites, different books that they can go to as resources. We also have... Um, I'm really excited that our members can access a database of professionals that work with children with special needs. So if they're looking that for homeschool friendly, they're homeschool yes. friendly, referred to us by mostly our members and sometimes they're homeschoolers themselves and they want to be a part and offer their services to other homeschooling families. You know, one thing, let me touch on that a little bit. It, you know, as we've gone through the journey with our son who has a challenge, um, you know, I know that there's been a real hesitation in in ourselves and we see it in, in other families who have children with challenges that we don't want our child labeled but there comes a point where actually it's helpful to have somebody with a professional stamp to say you know it's not just the parent say so I can diagnose this as a professional and there's benefits to having that diagnosis aren't there absolutely yes I, I experienced that with my daughter that when she when I did have her tested for her as a, as a young teen, it was good for her to be able to, to know what she was up against and to know why her brain wasn't perhaps functioning in this way, this, this particular way, and she, she kind of owned it. And that was good for her, and for me it was good because I was able to um, think of strategies to help her over this particular learning disability, whereas before I, I was kind of groping in the dark. So it did help. We had the same experience. I was very nervous about having our son tested, and yet when the testing came back, he was relieved. And I was so shocked mm -hmm. because I thought it would make him feel bad, but instead his response was, now I know there's something really going on. I'm not stupid. Exactly. Right. I'm yeah. really very intelligent, <laughs> yes. but I've yeah. got this thing going on that's making it hard for me. Right. And really it energized him to overcome it. That's yes. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It brings freedom with the yes. knowledge of... Okay, I'm really smart. There's nothing wrong with me. I just think differently. Right. Right. And, and to say, you know, that they are a whole person who has a challenge, just as if you were, you know, a person that had a, a sprained ankle, you have a challenge on that ankle, but the rest of you is fine. Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out how do I deal with this one difficulty. That's right. And it's so, particularly in this time of life when so much of their life is involved with schoolwork, academics, you know, that kind of training, that is playing into their difficulty. It can kind of consume them and feel like yeah. I am just a case. I'm I am just Mr. Learning Disability. Well, they start feeling like a failure sometimes, and they're not failures at all. Exactly. Right. In fact, you know, sometimes they're the hardest working, most diligent yes. child in the family. Mm -hmm. yes, true. You know? yeah, that's true. That's true. That's right. Seeing that again and again, mm -hmm. we know. One thing that we've been dealing with recently is applying for um, accommodations on the SAT. Mm -hmm. And as I was looking through that paperwork, I realized I was thankful that we had Samuel tested earlier mm -hmm. because they look for are, you, are they testing right here when they want to apply for accommodations? Is this, are they faking it? Mm -hmm. Or is this something that's been an ongoing problem? When would you recommend if someone's looking and they're saying, this child's not learning to read or this child's struggling? When would you recommend that they seek some outside help and maybe get them tested? 
what kind of age would, would you recommend? Well, you know, every case is different and every situation is unique, but I mean, we know that early intervention is important. If a child isn't meeting developmental milestones, if they're not speaking, um, as a reading specialist, I would encourage families, if they're unable to rhyme, and segment sounds and blend sounds early on, or if you notice they're having difficulty with um, distinguishing between the differences of sounds or mixing up words, saying things like mazagine instead of magazine, that some of those are early signals of maybe some processing difficulties. So maybe to start early on with some uh, more informal assessments or some medical side assessments like with a speech and language pathologist. But, yeah. but in terms of the full psychological educational evaluation that would diagnose a true learning disability, I mean, there's no secret magic number, but I wouldn't wait much past 10 or 12. No. I, I mean, yeah, that like mm -hmm. third to sixth grade is yes. probably about the right time, somewhere in third there. Third fifth. Yes. Third to fifth, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because I'm a history buff, and one of my favorite characters in history is Theodore Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's famous for his glasses, but he they did not diagnose that he had a vision problem until he was almost a teenager, mm -hmm. you know, and it was, he grew up with bad vision mm -hmm. and he didn't know any better. He just compensated with it. He thought the world had fuzzy edges. Mm -hmm. right. And it wasn't until he was perceptive enough to say, my friends can see things that I can't. Something is wrong here. Mm -hmm. So there's a number of different things that may be playing into a child that's not meeting those milestones. It could be vision or it could be hearing mm -hmm. or it could be some of that dyslexic type of connection in the brain. You know, a mom said that to me yesterday. I was chatting with one of the homeschool leaders here, and she said when she had her son tested, she realized that there was a problem she didn't even know about that was really impacting things, but she hadn't realized it. And she was so grateful for that testing. And so testing's not an enemy. Right. It's not like labeling a child, like sending them to the Blackbird group, like it might <laughs> no. be in a public school. No. Exactly. No, instead it's more of a diagnosis of something that we can work with and treat, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's our take exactly. on that. And so when you say that there are lists and databases available to the members, mm -hmm. that, yeah. that that is, those are professionals who understand what home education is about yes. and are not just recruiting for special needs funding someplace, but <laughs> are actually Correct. are actually out there people who have worked with families like us. That's right. Right. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. well, that's we, great. that's yeah. another yeah. great reason people should join HSLDA. Mm -hmm. You think because so too. making. I, I can't tell you what a comfort it was to me to pick up the phone and call one of you girls and say, I'm applying for SAT accommodations. Do what do you know? <laughs> you know, because I didn't know anybody that had done that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being an HSLDA member doesn't just protect you legally if you have a legal issue, but it opens a whole lot of resources to you, doesn't it? It does. Mr. Um, Smith said the other night that um, we're part of the pillars that hold HSL to get AD together, and that yeah. is that we're the equipping side. Right. And um, on our website, too, we also have archives of newsletters that we've written about a broad variety of subjects. Some of them are very practical um, dictionary skills for a child that's struggling to learn, for instance, and some of them are encouraging um, just um, all kinds of topics that would be of encouragement and a great resource. It's free, actually, to anyone at this point. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know, one other thing I wanted to mention as we talk about special needs is the Homeschool Foundation. 
that can be another resource for special needs families that are struggling because I know we put off that test that first testing probably longer than we should have mm -hmm. because of the cost. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about how that people can get help that way? Sure. The Homeschool Foundation has several different grant funds, but we do have the Special Needs Children's Fund grant. Um, I, there are stipulations. Somebody has to be a member of HSLDA for, I believe, a year before they can apply. Um, there's a, a max of the fund for if there's a, a family that has more than one child. I think yeah. it's about $1,600 max, but that fund was set up to help assist families to get private testing done because the, the legal um, staff, their stance is private services are best, if at all possible, and um, so we wanted to be able to support our member families and help them get the funding to, to be able to have that testing done or special therapies that they may um, need to get for their child as well as specialized curricula or assistive technology. Yeah, and that's and they do ask for need, you know, because they're trying to make the dollars go as far as possible. But you know, the special needs fund actually helped our family many years ago, mm. yeah. and, and mine too. We're testing the very same yes. grant. Yes. And we got a grant to have our son tested, and it was just a huge blessing. I get, I've got tears in my eyes thinking about it, and it's been many years. Yeah. So I guess the important thing taking, taking through this is that you can homeschool a special needs child. Yes. And that HSLDA has this wonderful staff that is there to help, and there's even financial assistance available if that's a, a, a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I know that we have experienced all of it, and we want to thank you for it, and we thank you for being here. Oh, We've been, talk yes. been talking with Chris Wynn and Faith Barons and Joyce Blankenship. They are the Struggling Learners Department. Department. At HSLDA, these <laughs> yes. are the, they're the special needs consultants, and they are a huge blessing. They are there for you. That's right. How can they get in touch? What's the best way to contact you? Go through the website, hslda.org, and join HSLDA. And once you've joined HSLDA, then you get to access the member website. <laughs> That's right. That's true. You call us directly. That's call right. You directly. And, and that number, do you know that number off the top of your head? Well, the main I, number is 540-338-5600, and then you would ask to speak to someone in the special needs department. And that's HS, hslda.org, Homeschool Legal Defense Association.org. Great. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much ladies. ladies. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Well, before we close off for, the, for this session, this edition of Making Biblical Family Life Practical, we want to talk a little bit about some upcoming events that we're going to be involved with and invite some of you to attend or to join in. First thing, we are actually on the road right now uh, on our way to the Kansas City area where we'll be offering our Boot Camp 9 to 12 as a two-day seminar. We're going to be at uh, Parkwoods Presbyterian Church in Overland Park, Kansas and it is not too late to sign up for that or you can just walk up. We'll be there March 14th and 15th 2014 and uh, again that's at Parkwoods Presbyterian Church. If you want some information it's on our website at raisingrealmen.com slash Kansas City all one word and we have some other things coming up don't we? Yes next week the weekend after that we're gonna be at Teach Them Diligently Conference in Nashville Tennessee then we're going to be in Spokane, Washington. Mm -hmm. That's and the Christian Family Home Educators Conference 
in Spokane Valley, Washington. That's correct. And then back to Spartanburg, South Carolina for the Teaching Diligently Conference then. And then we'll be starting up a couple of new webinars in April. We have Boot Camp 9 to 12, which is our most popular webinar for parents of 9 to 12-year-old boys. It's live online. Lots of fun. RaisingRealMen.com slash bootcamp. And we'll be doing our very first pre-flight a webinar for teens and their parents together. And, and that should be exciting because we're going to be talking about all kinds of topics of interest to you and to your teenagers. Topics about planning schoolwork, planning for uh, what happens after high school. We're going to be talking about dating and courtship and all of those relationship issues. And what are some of the other things on the agenda? Oh, media, gaming homeschooling high school getting ready for college all kinds of issues most importantly the transition to adulthood that is important thing because you know when you invest so much effort into uh, developing this young person's abilities and in uh, preparing them for life you really don't want to drop the baton right there at the point of transition do you you really want to make sure that you make a smooth handoff and that you've you've prepared this person and you've released them with your blessing. So that's the purpose. This is our webinar series called Pre-Flight. RaisingRealMen.com slash Pre-Flight. And we will see you next week on Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Okay, until then, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And thanks, and God bless you for listening. Take care, folks. Bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.